0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98, one FM and 850 AM WRUF.
1: You know what, for the past 20 years, I have said this. I'm going to say it again. I can't believe this is the last regular season week in college football. It flies by. Welcome to a Monday edition of Sports Scene. Thanksgiving week, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jake will produce today. My buddy Shane Matthews alongside. Uh, we'll look back a little bit uh, at Idaho, but mainly look ahead to Florida State. A lot of people didn't think the semis would beat Boston College, but they did. So they have a chance at least to keep their uh, bowl streak alive they will have to beat Florida a team highly motivated number 1 just to beat Florida State and number 2 to keep New Year's Day bowl eligibility
2: yeah it was uh you know the, the game went how we hoped it would go steve you know jump on them early uh so a lot of the the backups the you know re, uh kids that are walk-ons could play Let's, uh, as we do every Monday, we talk to the head ball coach,
1: Steve Spurrier. It's brought to you by Lake Area Metal Solutions. So let's bring Steve in here. Steve, welcome. Uh, I, I guess uh, if you're going to have a game like Idaho, things went according to to, to the plan. Uh, get, get ahead early and get a lot of people into play that have a chance to, that hadn't had a chance to play in a while.
3: Oh, exactly, Steve. Uh, when you have a down the down the line team uh, like Idaho. Uh, hopefully get ahead by a bunch and uh, empty the bench and let everybody play. Uh, that gives those walk-ons and some of those freshmen that are already playing four games uh, the opportunity to get a little experience and, and to just play, have some fun out there and, and so forth. So uh, when you have a game like this, uh, that's the way to approach it. And uh, our guys did a super job of doing exactly that.
2: Coach, when you look at uh, getting ready for the semis, uh, in your coaching days here, obviously played for a lot of championships, but the few years that you didn't, uh, what was your message to the team, you know, with Florida State left and and a bowl game?
3: Yeah, uh, Shane, you know what? Uh, I look back on those uh, three years. Uh, They started the uh, SEC championship game in 92, and, uh, of course, you played in the first one. And uh we, it didn't work out, but uh, we won four in a row after that. Uh, but the 92 team, uh, even though we didn't win the, uh, the SEC, came back and won the Gator Bowl, and uh, that team finished number 10 in the country in one of the polls. So that was a heck of a finish. And then I look back uh, on the three teams that did not uh, make the championship game. We didn't win the division in 97, 98, and 2001, uh, three of the ten years we did not win it. And those teams, uh, were remarkable after it. Uh, 97, uh, those guys won the last four games, beat FSU, beat Penn State in the bowl game, and finished fourth in the country. The 98 team, uh, beat, uh, I think it was Syracuse down in the Orange Bowl, uh, lost to FSU, uh, but they won that one and finished actually fifth in the country. Uh, the 2001 team beat FSU and won the Orange Bowl also and finished third in the country. So yes, when it's hey you miss one of your goals you go to the next one, and of course as you know one of our goals is always beat FSU and uh, the 91 game they beat us five years in a row and that was a huge one uh, the 14-9 game here in the swamp that w- that was good to beat those dang guys and we need to do that again this week uh, we've lost I think we've lost five in a row to them something like that so uh, it's time the Gators started beating them uh, consistently again.
1: You know, Steve, uh, and you, you mentioned all the years you played FSU, and sometimes you look back at tapes of those games. There were an awful lot of guys that were playing the NFL playing in those games, weren't there?
3: Oh, yeah. We were both usually ranked in the top five at least uh, most of the time uh, when we had those games. And uh, they uh, yeah, they beat us a little bit more than we did during the regular season. Obviously, the Sugar Bowl game, the to 20 game, ended up being the most important of all the games. But, uh, yeah, sometimes uh, a lot of people uh, thought, well, you play FSU before the SEC championship game. That's going to take a lot out of you. I said, no, not going to take a lot out of us. We're going to try to play our best in both of them. And uh, somebody asked me one time, would you rather beat FSU or win the SEC? I said, that's a ridiculous question. I'd much rather win the SEC. That championship's forever. Uh, now we want to be FSU. Don't get me wrong, but uh, if you had a choice, you'd only win one of the two. Then, uh, then the championship, the ring game, and your 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 team's name in the history books forever of SEC champions. And that's just the way I looked at it. Maybe some of the fans. Would rather be FSU, but it that doesn't make sense to me. But uh, a rivalry game is important. Don't get me wrong. But your conference championship is uh, to me the biggest goal you should shoot for every year.
1: You know, Steve, you'll be coaching again really soon, and I I wonder when you when you watch college games and now Shane and I were just talking about this. Even pro games, where you know a lot of the college concepts, the RPO mm-hmm. have been brought into the game. Are you a fan of that?
3: Oh, certainly. Uh, Steve, I've got some new ball plays uh, for this uh, team down in Orlando, <laughs> I'll bet you Apollo. Do, yeah. yeah, certainly we will do some of that RPO stuff and uh, some of the quick stuff. And of course, we did that a little bit uh, here at Florida when the receiver goes in motion and you hand it off to him around the end. I can still see Jack Jackson running that play very well.
2: You still going to call uh, it B quick,
3: Coach? Uh, I think we're going to call it quick. Yeah, Z quick, B quick, or whatever. And then of course reverses off of it and throwback passes, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we got some new ball plays, but uh, hopefully, uh, the basic stuff that we were so good at and, and, you know, that's just timing the quarterback taking his steps, throwing the open area, the receiver getting there. Uh, that's still the fundamental part of uh, throwing the ball as, as well as running it, uh, to be able to get good blocking and backs that can put their pads, run forward, all that kind of stuff.
1: Final thing, Steve, it's pretty remarkable from, you know, where Florida was a year ago. If the Gators can win Saturday, they're they're in really good shape for a possible do your Six Bowl. Pretty pretty big accomplishment for Coach Mullen in this first year. Yeah, it
3: is. It, it is. And uh, I think uh, Coach Mullen and his staff will tell you they – We're impressed with the players that were here, certainly, uh, when they got here. Uh, yeah, the the team last year just sort of fell apart and and the spirit and the attitude is so important, Steve. And I think that's where Scott certainly made the move, uh, that right after the Georgia game. He just, he felt like we needed to start afresh and, uh, the attitude and the the way the players were responding, the coaches, I I don't know. It was, it needed uh, overhaul, as they say, and uh, I think Scott Strickland made an excellent move at that time. Hey, we need to start over. Uh, Dan Bullen and his staff got excellent track record. Uh, Florida's a wonderful school. Now let's build this thing back up where we were in the 90s and in the Tebow years, and uh, we'll, we'll all be happy.
1: Steve, we always appreciate you doing this. Thanks for taking the time.
3: Okay, Steve, good talking to you and Shane. Take All right, coach. thank
1: you, Steve. Okay. Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach, brought to you by Lake Area Metal Solutions. And uh, we always appreciate him taking the time. And, Shane, it, it's funny, when they used to uh, broadcast, the, especially in the summertime, you know, reruns of the games mm-hmm. in the 90s. Oh. just It's just, amazing. Yeah, hearing the announcers and hearing the
2: names, oh, him, 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 it was amazing. Yeah, it really was. I mean, that was uh... – yeah, I'm, I'm sure on, like, ESPN Classic or whatever this week, they'll be showing a lot of those games. And it – I mean, it's – I mean, you'd be eight, nine, ten NFL guys off each each roster starting.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: pretty amazing. By the way, Lake Area
1: Metal Solutions, premium metal products at a great price. They do a terrific job. Uh, if you're building a barn, a shed, a playhouse, whatever, uh, give them a call. Lake Area Metal Solutions because – uh they really, really work on customer satisfaction as well. Quality manufactured roofing products. All right, we'll open the phone lines for you. 392-8255. If you want to email us, you can. Uh, srussell at wruf.com. Here's Patrick. Other than Tim, how come we can't recruit Jacksonville? They all seem to go to FSU. I haven't looked at FSU's roster to know that. I'll yeah. take your word for that. I mean, that.
2: but we have a we have a lot of guys from on our roster from Jacksonville, don't we? Yeah. I, I mean I I don't have it in front of me, but always seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Mark says for you,
1: Shane, during the years you played FSU, was there one player that talked the most trash
2: specifically to you? Oh uh, gosh. You know, there's a lot of trash talking, but what I what I like to tell people in these type of games. You know, you, you hate one another, but there's a lot of respect among the players. Now, the fans, a different story. They hate each other, and they're talking trash. But, you know, my two of my former teammates, high school teammates, played at Florida State, Kez McCorvey and Terrell Buckley. So, me and T-Buck always had a little trash talking back and forth, all in good nature, though. Yeah. Um, and that is the thing, too. I think if you go back
1: and, you know, they do these ESPN things um, – was the rivalry? Yes, but FSU knew in those in those days Florida was good. Florida knew FSU was good. There was mutual respect. That's what I always liked about
2: it because you wanted to beat them, but you all had respect. For what's them. What's interesting too, you know. I mean, there's a there's a handful of out of state kids on both teams. Well, back in those days, now there's tons. But back in the nineties, I would say probably ninety percent of the rosters were Florida kids, and they were high school teammates so they all knew one another now times have changed because they're recruiting all over the country yeah. but uh, it's one of those rivalries I mean back in those days it I mean those games meant a lot not that they don't mean anything now but I mean you got a what a 5 and 5 and, five and 16 5 and 16 yeah. you know they were usually ranked in, both of us were ranked in the top 5 yep let's get a call uh, we'll start with Rick Rick hi hi go ahead
1: Okay, well, Rick, uh, if you want to do more than high next time, uh, give us a call back, uh, but we'll take the call, 392-8255. You can email Russell at wruf.com. And if you have a Facebook Live question, you can get it to us, and uh, we'll get Jake
2: to pass it along. Um, did you get to watch FSU? I did. I watched a lot of college football this weekend after our game, and once our game kind of got a control uh, – I went home and flipped around. But FSU's talented. Uh, Offensively, I don't think they have a clue. Uh, Defensively, they still fly around. I thought Boston College controlled the game in Boston College way. Uh, I'm sure they're second-guessing a couple of decisions they made. Uh, But, you know, you give Florida State, you know, their big play team. you got to eliminate the big plays. When
1: you look at Francois at quarterback, you know, it's funny. He's a guy that's got – we saw it to win the game, big play potential, but I'm not sure consistency.
2: Yeah, I, I don't – you know, what they're trying to do there, he doesn't fit what they try to do. And my This is my outsider outside opinion. Yeah, uh, I thought he was a really good fit for Jimbo's system because uh, he can throw the football. But he's a guy that, you know, he may go – he may miss his first five attempts, but then he gets hot and then he hits a big play. Yeah. Let's get a call. Uh, Rob, what's up? How are you?
3: Hey, first of all, I'd like to wish both of you yours and yours a happy Thanksgiving and um hope you all enjoy it.
1: Same to you. Yep.
3: And then I just got a quick question for Shane mm-hmm. and Steve if you want to chime in. How do you think the rookie did uh, Emery Jones in his um
2: glorified scrimmage? And I'll take it off the air. All right, thank you, Rob. I thought he did well. I mean, uh you can see the talent there. Uh Again, it's Idaho, but, you know, it's Idaho. And I, I liked what I saw. You know, it's interesting, Steve. It's, it's weird because I know back in our days, the first three games, I think you could play and then you had to come up, you know, oh, he's got a uh, broken <laughs> ankle. We're going to have surgery on that ankle right. to redshirt him. Yeah. But now, and I was texting with a friend in the media, it's kind of cool. Emory Jones threw two touchdown passes. He's going to start the year next year as a true freshman, I mean a redshirt freshman, but he's already got stats. Right. You know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting yeah. how that works. And not just him, but you got other guys that have played. Sure. Uh, now, I'm sure – let's see, wait. He's played in two or three games now. Three. Okay. He probably won't play much this game, I wouldn't think. I think they would probably try to save him for the bowl game and let him get a lot of plays in the bowl game because he's going to have a lot of practice time leading up to that bowl game. Let's get uh, Greg next. Welcome, Greg.
0: Hey, Steve and Shane, love the show. I always love this segment with the head ball coach. And, Shane, you will always be a part of my top three all-time FSU wins. I know you guys didn't ask for it, but 96 Sugar Bowl has got to be number one. Sorry, you know, first, always the best. And then you, Shane, number two at 91, that 14-9 game. And uh, 97, of course, knocking them out of the national championship game when they were ranked number one. But what I wanted to ask is about this offense and this defense. They were pretty good against Idaho, you know, but then again, the mccanopy tech could put it together a team and probably compete with idaho so my question is is do you think florida's going to try to run the ball like they did against carolina maybe pass it more was that kind of trying to open up the passing game against idaho how do you think they'll attack uh florida state offensively shane and steve and then defensively i hope the dbs are on their toes because i mean these athletes at florida state of course we all know like you just mentioned shane you know you grew up with them some of them played against them and they're a lot more comparable than Idaho. I hope they're not too full of themselves. And I'll listen off there and go Gators.
2: Thank you, Greg. Well, here's what I'll say about this game we all know where Dan Mullen comes from. And we all know that guy that he coached for, which may be the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But these rivalry games mean a lot. And so, from a coaching standpoint, I think we have as big of an advantage as you can have because I think he can outscheme them. I think we're have a good plan. Statistically, I believe Florida State's pretty good against the run defensively. They've struggled against the pass, but yep. that doesn't mean we can't run it on them. Right. I think you know we'll come up with whatever their plan is. They're going to watch the tape, watch all nine games at Florida, 10 games, 11 games, whatever they play, and see what the best way to attack them. Uh, when we look at their offense, they've been all over the place. They're not consistent at all. If we can just make them, you know, make them drive the length of the field. Don't give up the big plays. They're going to make mistakes. The offensive line for Florida's – Can't block.
1: Yeah, right. And and Cam Akers, they they do not – with a guy like him, uh, their uh, yards per rush is one of the worst in the NCAA. They have they've had a hard time keeping people away from the quarterback in the throw
2: game. It's I wonder if Cam Akers is thinking right now, ever since the coaching change, if he would have wished he would have gone to Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve nineteen. time check brought to you by
1: Hayes Prestige. Gentlemen, where the answer is always yes. By the way, there will be a Mullen Presser today at 1 o'clock as well, so stay tuned for that. You're tuned to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WIUS.